Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Kay Antoinette, the blogger. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Kay Antoinette, the blogger, and you are now listening to the LBF podcast. This is the everything episode 17. And I have, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited about this guest I have. Go ahead and introduce yourself for me. Uh, my name is Be Easy, <laughs> aka Brandon Pearson from the DJ Blaze radio show podcast. Um, also from the Crux Media Group. Um, I'm the host, producer, editor. Um, what else? The everything. The everything. I'm the everything. <laughs> no, I ain't the everything. I ain't want to downplay my co-host. Shout right. out to Amy and B Mac. But yeah, um, yeah, I do a lot on that show. So yes, I know. Listen, if you listen to their show, you know that voice, and he he's gonna come with the the heat on this <laughs> on try, this episode. I'm gonna try my best. I'm gonna try my best. So let me start here. So we're going to be recapping a lot of the episodes that I've covered for this past season of LBF podcast. And I'm going to start off with episode one. Mm. So be easy. Mm-hmm. Is sex a therapist? It's. Uh, no, I don't think so. Why not? I think it's an excuse. It's kind of like. Um, well, for some people, it's kind of like alcohol or mm. hard drugs, just like for the moment. But. When you get finished, them feelings still come back. Like, right. You know. So how do you use sex? Ooh. <laughs> we getting in it. <laughs> Man. Um, I don't want to. S- okay. It's going to sound harsh. Oh, you start me off like, gonna, who is this? <laughs> um, Kind of like, I want to say accomplishment. Like, like a conquest? Kind of. So, yeah. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you're going to get into your good guy, bad guy thing. Oh, we we get there. We'll get there. But, like, for me, I really don't have to have the sex. Like, it's good, but just the knowledge that I can have the sex with somebody. You're so, I don't know if I got that from you, but I started saying the sex. I might have gotten that from you. I'm just thinking about it because I started using it, like, in my conversations with friends. And they were like, the sex. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you might be responsible for that. I, I, I think I might have got that from like Kid Fury or somebody like that. So, um, but yeah, I don't, cause I mean, ladies, y'all can say this too. Like, I mean, a man can't make you uh, reach. I don't know how vulgar I can be, but can make you reach climax mm-hmm. um, faster than you can. I mean, with your y'all got a whole bunch of tools and gadgets <laughs> and stuff like that. So, but sometimes it's not about. I mean, of course, yes, orgasm is is the end goal. Okay. For everybody, that's mm-hmm. what it should be. But yeah. um, educate me. 
sometimes it's about the intimacy of it, the closeness, the the breathing, the touching, the you know, yeah, the atmosphere. And, and see, that's why I say like, um, I, <laughs> the knowledge is because you can get all of that same stuff watching Netflix together, or you know, cuddling. You know, I'm a, I'm kind of a hood dude, but you know, I, I like to cuddle every now and then. You know, what I'm saying get my cuddle on. <laughs> why you had to be extremely hard before you? I got to. You know, I got to. You know, you like to cuddle. Yeah, don't come, don't come with me, at me sideways now. <laughs> I shoot you and I cuddle with your old lady, so you know this is. You know, either or, right? But yeah, the the intimacy part—like you can get that without sex, actual actual sex, Mm -hmm. um, and the touching and all of that. So, because some people use sex like they just—it's no intimacy, no kissing, no none of that. So, um, you can kind of separate the two. But that's me. Um, I'm sorry if I sound horrible. You don't sound hard. You, you know. sound you sound like a, a lot of people out here, yeah. um, including some in some phases of my life myself. Ooh, mm. so you got notches on your belt? Listen, I didn't say notches, but I've had some experiences. I've done some things. You got extra uh, extra clamps clasps on your bra, then that's what we're saying. <laughs> Is that the equivalent? Yeah, that's the equivalent. Okay. Yeah, y'all be, y'all don't be wearing belts sometimes. So. I don't wear bras either, so I. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Um. So, okay. right. <laughs> the yeah. way we use sex, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of people use it as a band-aid. They should have a conversation. They don't. Um, it's easier to kind of just get into the thick of it instead mm. of dealing with whatever emotions you might be having. So, mm. yeah, like you said, it's an excuse sometimes. Mm-hmm. Use, okay. it to, use it as a uh, coping mechanism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We definitely use it as a coping mechanism. I I can think about a couple of examples right now in my own past where it's just like I should have just talked instead of allowed that to go down the way it went down, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, creating mm-hmm. space. How do you create space as far as being a creative? Oh, um, as, as far as, like, creating, like, things for myself or, mm-hmm. like, my show or whatever? Yeah, of course. I mean, DJ... DJ Blaze uh, show is definitely one of those, but how, what are the other avenues? Like, are you, do you consider yourself a creative? No, I'm not, not really. No. Some like, maybe like if we need a name for something or something like that, like I'll just let it come to me. And the first thing I think of, I'll use it or, um, I don't think I'm a creative. I'm more of a, like a, like a doer. So someone comes to you with the idea and you execute it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or I may come. I well, I do have some ideas, but I'm not like. When, well, when I think of creatives, I think of like art people or people that make music. Um, I don't really look at what I do as a creative. I guess I am, but I don't see it. I don't see it like that. You I'm know making I mean? you come face to face with yourself. Right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. Looking at the man in the mirror. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think you're creative. Um, it's it's different. It's different avenues of it, mm-hmm. but what you do takes a level of creativity and innovation and vision. Oh, yeah. Tr- well, y'all listen. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> don't tell nobody. A lot of the stuff I just get from a, a whole bunch of other places, and then I just switch it around so I won't get, you know. You know, like when you was in school, you, you get like Change the name. Well, no, you, you, you might get uh, jammed up. You write a paper, and you get pl- plagiarism. Yeah. Yeah, I was good at plagiarizing. 
but you did get caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cited a couple sources and I changed this word or that word. So, but I guess that's creativity in its own. So, well, I look at it this way: we're all sponges because I can very much say, like, since I've been networking, interacting, I've been grabbing stuff from different shows, including yours. Okay. Well, hey, <laughs> hey, but it's the way you make it your own, and I feel like that has a creative undertone of it as well. So. I don't know. You might need to explore that a little bit more. Okay. Well, I guess I'm. Well, I, sh- look at this. This show is, is <laughs> opening me all up. I'm uh, I'm not as ain't shit as I thought I was. Um, because I thought I was just a stealer. So now I'm just <laughs> formulating things. So what about uh, Crooks Media? I know that's another venture that you're gearing up to launch. Um. Well, I was a part. Me and uh, Yousef, who was on your show previously, mm-hmm. and also CL, he's on the show with Yousef. Um, we we all were a part of a network before, um, and I I quit the network first because I didn't think it was compatible. Well, not compatible. I just didn't think I was getting anything out of it. Okay. So um, I quit, and then you know, some months later, they took their show off of the network, and they came to me with the idea of starting the network, and we felt like we could do more for podcasters than what that network did for us and so mm-hmm. we um have been like building the foundation for that now right. and we're soon to launch but you know i just want to get like because where where we're from and um it's still a, like a lot of people well even just a, totally like in the nation or whatever like it's more people that don't know what a podcast is than is You're right so we just want to kind of spread the podcasting out more and also like it's people that d- want to do it and don't know how to get into it mm-hmm. so we want to help people get into it and things like that so. or get into it and need some help i.e k-antoinette <laughs> <laughs> you you good you good oh i yeah. appreciate it yeah okay um i'm very much looking forward to hopefully being a part of quirks media um definitely think that I've learned a lot since I've been connected with you you and Yusuf and even CL because he calls me sometimes mm-hmm. just to talk um but I, seeing where your show is and mm. the engagement you get and the the content you put out, it's great. Well, thank you. Know? you. Thank you. We trying. We're here for. Been in, in it for long enough, so, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I'm a youngin, so I'm going to just go ahead and learn as much as I can yeah. and then go from there. All right, we're going to get a little heavy. Okay. <clears throat> What's your thoughts on grief? Um, I'm. I, I may be a little bit more harsh than people, other people are like. Okay. Because I had to deal with it a lot, but I feel like you can't like hark on it or whatever or dwell on it. Um, You know, deal with your grief or whatever, but you still have to keep going. Like life goes on. Life goes on. So you, whatever caused the grief or whatever, that's done. You have to just keep going. Like busy yourself until – um. You can move forward because if it's like if the grief is caused by death, mm-hmm. whoever died, that person isn't. They're not coming back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. There's nothing you, no amount of crying, no amount of sulking. Um, you can do to bring that person back. Um, you know, live with the memories, you, the positive memories you have of that person, but you still gotta keep going. And even if you use that death as like a um motivation to make them proud or their memory mm-hmm. proud or whatever, do that. But um. Eventually, I'm like, yeah, stop crying, get over it. You know yeah, I got to live. 
I yeah. mean, you have to. It's like, like you said, it goes on regardless. So you might as well make the most of it. And it's not dismissing the fact that you lost someone possibly very important to you or extremely important to you. But it's just, for me, I'm like, I try to hold on to the positive stuff because I do believe in transition. Mm-hmm. Person is still probably here, you know, in some mm-hmm. way, in some form. Energy never dies. So I'm just like, let's keep pushing. But what are some ways that you cope, like, whenever you lose someone? Um, I mean, I definitely like take the time to cry, whatever. Um, Y'all hear that, fellas? He yeah, cries. Yeah, yeah, I cry and I tote pistols, so uh, <laughs> I'm hard, <laughs> Paul. But um, <laughs> but I, I don't know, just like trying to stay busy, um, being around a certain people. Like sometimes you have to be around people that like have taken the same loss as you. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, um, one. Well, recently one of my homeboys passed or whatever. So just being around other homeboys, you know, that felt the same way about them or whatever, you know what I'm saying? That was good. But then you got to spend some time by yourself. And, but like I say, you got to get back to work or get back to doing what you was doing. So, right. Um, it's definitely finding that balance between doing what you need to do and feeling what you need to feel. Mm-hmm. Just like, and sometimes you might need a day where you just, feel like shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you need to know when to pick yourself up and get out the house too Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things where it's necessary but a lot of people can get stuck there if Mm -hmm. they're not you know looking forward to life Mm -hmm. so i definitely understand that yeah all right black man okay what do you do for (sighs) self-care go (laughs) see i what self-care is Seems like to me in in my travels and reading, mm-hmm. it's a wide range, it a, is. a wide wide array of things. So, like for me, when I like if I I'm home, I get like if I have a hard day's work or whatever, come home from work, I take a shower, I'm gonna play a game of basketball on the PlayStation or whatever. Right, you know what I'm saying? That's just something to me that you know relax me a little bit or whatever. Stress um, reliever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But as far as like spa and uh, like I don't do that. Some people like you know burn candles and all kind of stuff. I don't. I don't really do anything too much like that. I'm some people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might get a massage every now and then or something like that. Okay. Um, but one thing I will do, like if my job is like getting on my nerves or whatever, I'm, they aggravate me. Mm-hmm. I, I I won't hesitate to call it. It take a day off. You just yeah, like I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's been a time when I went to work and the workload was too much, and I was like, "Yeah, somebody else can do that. I'm going home." Like, yeah. so, Look, no loyalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not loyal. I'm tell like if y'all listening, please listen. Y'all. I don't care how much good you do at your job. You the top performer. You the employee of the month. Them people don't care about you. That you just a number. Unless you own it, they don't care about you. They replace you in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They, like if you die. They may mourn you for a couple of days or whatever, put some candles up by your name or something like that, but they moving on. Yeah. Um, they're not doing that for your family other unless you got insurance. But that's about it. Like, don't don't let the job stress you out. Um there's just more jobs out here. There's plenty of jobs out yeah, here. There's plenty of jobs. And if you want a job, like my mama always tell me, she's like, it's easier to get a job when you got a job. So don't yeah. quit or don't let don't get so disgruntled until you like get fired or something. Be on that hunt and let them know you're on that hunt. You know what I'm saying? So, um, 
well, since we're here, let's mm-hmm. go ahead and skip down to the working hard oh, or hardly okay. working because okay. this is some good stuff right here. But I I agree. It's like it's something I had to kind of um, rewire my brain and thinking like it was a badge of honor to just keep pushing yourself for this mm-hmm. job and keep going and keep going and not really taking care of self. And then you look around and you actually get to a point where you can't perform because you got other stuff going on mm-hmm. and you start to see like, Okay, this job ain't got my back. They don't care yeah. about me, the person. They care about me, the product, me, the performer. So definitely understand that your job is a means to the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it should not be your entire life. And I think a lot of people wrap their work up into their personalities a little mm-hmm. bit too much. Um, but right now, so currently, like, are you satisfied with your working life? No, I'm not. Well, okay. Not at all. That's honest. Yeah, yeah. It's too much. Uh, too much of that sism around where I work at. So, um, <laughs> too much of wait, rewind that. Hmm? Too much of the what? That sism. Sism. Okay. Racism. Got it. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying like, for me, I, I'm kind of like on the on the lookout for it or whatever. So I see the subtle racism oh, or whatever. Yeah. So, um, you don't have to say you don't have to like say anything or protest about it. But when you notice it. And it gets to a point to where you don't, you know, you don't want to deal with it and try to find, you know, create an exit strategy or whatever. So, oh yeah, um, that's what I'm in the process of doing. How many jobs have you had? Ooh, child. <laughs> so uh, you like me? You you'll leave a job in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll be uh, um, helped to leave a job. Uh, fired. <laughs> yeah, if you want to call it that. Um, we need a uh, Donald Trump uh, drop. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've probably had about a good. 18 jobs or Okay see now They was giving me grief About my little 11 Which I still didn't Wait think hold about up that. I know I got about 10 years on you Age wise Maybe 12 I'm not Do I have to count this again <laughs> I've had a good For what we know 10 But I feel like I'm missing one I just don't know mm. You know some jobs You just forget you work It's yeah. like one of those situations But yeah I um, I leave <laughs> yeah, I will too. I had one of my homeboys was like, "Dog, B, you keep a good job all the time." I'm like, yep, and I don't, I won't hesitate to leave it either. Yep, I don't yeah. have no loyalty over here. Nah, me either. If I don't feel good or I don't feel like the money right or y'all, I feel like they working me too hard. I I won't hesitate to quit. Are you talking to me crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another one too. But I mean, that's not to say I'm I'm actually a great worker. You know, I do put. A lot of initiative and a lot of I have a lot of integrity about whatever work I choose to do. You still young. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you said you just show yeah, up. That's yeah. it. Bare minimum. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Nothing extra. So I feel like that happens when you realize like your passion and what you want to do and when you're not able to do that, that's kind of like when you kind of lose a lot of that, yeah. you know, motivation to perform well. Yeah. And now, like, I feel like if I do something extra, I feel like a slave. Like, I've, <laughs> yes, sir, boss, you want me to. <laughs> okay, Kunta. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you want me, want me to do extra. I feel a little slavey. So I just do whatever I have to do to <laughs> I do whatever I got to do to keep my job. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> do you um do you feel like your current work life gets in the way of your creative one? Even oh, though yeah, you don't definitely. know if you're creative or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely, especially like with podcasting like mm-hmm. um because I won't like most of the time I don't know when I'm going to work the next day until I'm off that day. Oh, that's that's stressful. It is very. So it it can 
I can't plan like if I wanted to like maybe have a guest on my show mm-hmm. and they only can record during the week. Right. I can't plan that. Um, so most of the time I can only plan for the weekend. So that's a day off that I'm using to actually work because right. podcasting is still work. If you don't treat it as serious as work, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's an extra day that's taken away from me. So um, those type of things are my job is things that I don't that that kind of like mess up my work life balance or whatever. So right. that's oof. I had one of those jobs too, and I mm-hmm. I know I got fed up one time, and I I just I went out of town. <laughs> Because they hadn't put out the work schedule, and it was mm-hmm. the, the day of. And I was like, how can anybody plan anything? Yeah, yeah. That, that to me, is like I'm working around the clock, mm-hmm. basically, because mm-hmm. I can't relax because you don't even let me know when I'm off. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I get it. Now, I had I did have a job where we worked on call, but we knew that we worked on call when we got hired. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that was the only difference. So, like, you knew, like, you, you could get a call, and in two hours you had to be at work. But – you have to plan your life for that, but not like this job. I didn't know that, so they was gonna be sucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that's that's real stressful about it. Um, like you said, I think it even caused me anxiety. It, it, I mean, it has to because you are always anticipating. Like, mm-hmm. do I have to work? Can I work on something else? You can't mm-hmm. rest. Like, mm-hmm. y'all, yep. make sure you paying attention to how your job affects everything else in mm-hmm. your life. Because if it's not compatible, then you need to start. Looking for that exit strategy. Yep. Yep. So what is your passion? What do you want to do? Uh, I want to talk on the microphone and get paid a lot of money for it. Which you are great at, and I can foresee that happening. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. I can't pay you, though. Uh, <laughs> Free episode here. Gosh darn it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you foresee yourself being on, like, radio? like Not, like, well, when we started the show, um, podcasting was, like, it wasn't like as big as it is wasn't nearly as big as it is now. So we thought we could like maybe parlay that into like a serious radio show or something like that. Yeah. But now like people are making millions of dollars just podcasting. Yeah. So um I mean if I could record in my own studio and get paid, you know, what I get paid for my regular job, man, I would love that. Like you're doing something you love every day and it's just like you're just talking about whatever you what, want to talk about. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So y'all help us out, please. Help us. Y'all hear us. Yeah. Y'all here listening. So we know we got something good. Yeah. Tell <laughs> tell your friends. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Exactly. All right. Wet season, dry season. I don't know if you heard that episode, but uh Ooh child. <laughs> I think when I heard that episode, you your season was moistening up a little bit. Not um, moistening. You getting a little precipitation on your season. A little drizzle. Yeah, I was a little verklempt. That's what the, <laughs> I was like, ooh, I clutched my pearls. Oh, my gosh. Um, no, what was, oh, my God, what that? Um, what did you say on that clip with, uh, what was that episode? Well, she she was uh, being real shy about the terminology. Oh, yeah. Oh, hev- oh heaven. <laughs> Yeah, what was the name of that episode? Uh, I have to you, um, just find it real quick because yeah, y'all have me, to go. Y'all, I was crying when I say I was crying last. Let me see. Let me see what episode that was. And then Amy wasn't making it any better. Yeah, yeah, she wants. Ah, uh, what episode was that? I'm trying oh, to find God. it real quick, y'all. Um, yeah, yeah, that was um, and that wasn't planned either. Of course not. That's why I love y'all show DJ was, Blaze Radio Show, oh, y'all. Oh, it's called Family Can Go To. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go listen to that. 
they have some uh, moments in there that will have you laughing for sure. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times, like, I forget what we talk about or whatever mm-hmm. until, like, somebody texts me. is like, yeah, you said such and such. I was like, what you talking about? <laughs> like, oh, on your show. I was like, oh, okay. Then I go back and listen. I was like, yeah, I was on one. And I was completely sober. I can't believe that. That'd yeah. be the thing. I'd be like, I don't know if they, if they even drinking it <laughs> and they in there cutting up. Yeah, yeah. All right, but wet season, dry season. What season are you in right now? Um, <laughs> don't implicate yourself now. <laughs> nah, my see. I mean, my season about it about to be a monsoon out this thing. Okay, I'm telling you, that's all I'm gonna say. It's y'all. about to be. It's about to be a monsoon. Okay, see? have yeah. you had a dry season? Sahara. <laughs> I don't. One time, I was living in uh, I was living in another state, mm-hmm. and um. I had looked up and I was like trying to calculate when the last time and I was like, Damn, it was like eight <laughs> or nine months, yo, like Ooh. I'm doing bad out here. Yeah. Were you like counting the months or you it just kind of went by? Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't counting as it went along, but right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a lot of. Nah, let me stop. I, <laughs> I was about to say something. I forgot. I ain't on my show. This, listen, this this is the LBF podcast. I don't censor anybody. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> say what you need to say. Oh, I was well. I just was gonna say it was a lot of jergens. <laughs> I went through a lot of jergens in the eight nine months though. The cherry flavored one. No, it, no, it wasn't jergens. It was suave. Not the suave. suave. I don't know. Suave. I don't, that consistency might not. That consistency ain't good for your knees. <laughs> it ain't good for your knees, but. <laughs> if you if you want some um lubrication we're giving y'all tips here yeah. pick up the suave yeah it's cheaper too <laughs> yeah the, the lotion i use for the rest of my body costs like ten dollars but i swallow like two dollars you know it so, really is like yeah. two dollars you're like twelve dollar lotion you don't want to use that just on that one part of your body like you gonna wipe it off anyway yeah yeah so yeah oh wow um yeah, yeah that was a rough that was a a drought why were you in a dry season? Do you like was it self um did you put yourself in a dry season or did you like just look around and Well, th- during that time I was working um like the job that we worked on call so and I lived in a city a, a city that I wasn't from. So mm-hmm. I didn't have like the only people I had to hang out with was people that worked with me. Right. But they worked the same schedule I did so on call. So if I would be home Right. They would be at work. Mm-hmm. And when they were home, I would be at work. And I really wasn't, like, comfortable enough going out by myself or things like that. So, um, I Are you an introvert? Oh, hell yeah. I get that from you. I was like, I think you turn it on when the mic is on. And then yeah. you turn it off when it's yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, yeah. I can deal with people, like, for, like we have, like, days when people record mm-hmm. in my studio or whatever. So, I can deal with them people then. But then, get out <laughs> and let me have my house. Let me have my place. I definitely understand. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I, I definitely would need, like, the time to recharge after. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I was living in that city, and so I wasn't going out. And then, like, it wasn't, like, social media, so you can't, like, really meet people like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Unless you went out. And my job was, like, crazy hours, so I may be at work, um, so you know, just odd hours. With no release. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. <laughs> I mean, the time went by fast, but I just had, it just so happened that I looked back and was like, yo, that was a long time. So that probably was like my longest one, about eight or nine months. Have you ever purposely, like, been in a, a period of uh, abstaining? Uh, Only from carbs and sugars, <laughs> things like that, you know. <laughs> um, No, I don't purpose. I don't know. 
Very specific answer there. Yeah, I'm, I am not going to abstain from that on purpose. Why? You don't think it's some value in like... No, it's no value oh, okay. whatsoever, no. Anybody who's telling you different is a liar. Uh, well, I think it's something good there that you can learn about yourself. What, like you got good willpower? That's about the only thing I can learn. I have... Uh, my willpower sucks, and that's one of the reasons why I've been trying to like... Just build it up. Well, oh. one of the ways I've been trying to build it up. And you using abstinence is that? Yeah, you know it hasn't worked out in my favor so it's far. Staying from something else, um, hard drugs. You know I have never done crack. I I'm, mean, but I don't. Do I was drugs. staying from crack for my whole life, so I feel good that I'm good. My willpower is good. Builders, does that count? I've heard heroin does amazing things for your endorphins, um, but I, I have never done it. So, well, no, I'm lying. I have tried. Uh, you, what? Whoa! I've tried. Um, What's the, what's the pill? Oxycodone? Oxy? Per- One of them. Some, no, no, no. Some of them drugs that have like, um, they do have like like hints of heroin. <laughs> they got like heroin Ooh. hints in it. Yeah. I tell you no lie. I mean, this is getting off, but syrup, whatever. Right. You try syrup. Yeah, yeah. It, it got heroin in it. Yeah, so. Oh, okay. Well, you heard it here first. Yeah. Um, I had a, like a bad headache one day. and My sister gave me like half a Percocet I didn't know what it was when I took it she mm-hmm. was just like oh yeah this is just my muscle relaxer I took that thing high as a kite oh my god and I had to take her home so she lived like 45 minutes away from me on the way back it was just like I had to pull over I didn't pull over in time I regurgitated everything I had the rest of the way home oh, I was just throwing so you didn't enjoy it no I, it was a horrible experience I had um I had like a bad tooth one time, so I went to the, it was like a family dentist, like we know or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she gave me a prescription for pain, and she gave me like the antibiotic or whatever. But I took the antibiotic, and the pain went away like it took the infection out of the tooth. Right. So I had all these pills. It was like hydrocodone. Jeez. Um, so I had them. So like maybe like six months later, I had like an issue with my back. I couldn't like really walk. So I remembered I had the pills. I like was in crazy pain or whatever, and I took two of them. Not knowing how strong they were, like, t- and I and I hadn't eaten all day because I couldn't walk, I couldn't cook no food or nothing like that, couldn't right. go anywhere. So I took two of them on an empty stomach, and I started feeling sick. And I was like, "Oh!" So I ordered a pizza real quick. Mm-hmm. Pizza came. I started eating the pizza, and maybe like twenty minutes later, started feeling good. Oh my god, <laughs> it was amazing! It was amazing. It was amazing. What were you doing, like after after you just just sitting there watching TV, like? Yo, like, I can't do this no more. Like, it was like, but it was really only because I took two of them, but I was high as a kite. Right. Yeah, I, I slept so good. Um, Yeah, so those, 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 I think CL, he said, uh, I think he said a crackhead told him, like, don't do drugs because they work. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's not because they don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one more drug story. Mm-hmm. This, this was a while ago, so. Don't implicate me in anything, but um, went on this trip, girls trip or whatever, and we got this weed brownie. Oh. Now I had never done drugs before. I was very much somebody that's just you know it is what it is. I'm not doing it. Tried it. Now we were on a cruise. How much of it did you eat? I did not eat that much. Oh, okay, I didn't okay. eat that much, but <laughs> I knew I was high when I took a shower. And I started dancing in the shower, started getting it because I thought it was a spaceship. And then I stopped and I was like, am I high? (laughs) And I realized, 
like you have that conscious moment where it's like this ain't right this mm. <laughs> this is not how it's supposed to like i'm not supposed to be thinking that i'm in a spaceship or you know you just i started you, tripping <laughs> you had a weed i didn't know weed brownies did that well we were in, like in jamaica so i don't know what was it weed mushroom brownie like i don't know all I know was how I felt. It, he could have put anything in that brownie, to be honest. Wow. Did you enjoy it, though? Like, did you? At first, I did. But then, like, I laid down to take a nap. And the rest of the girls were in the room. So, we were all laying down. And Jurassic World was on oh, God. the TV. Mm. And so, between that and the boat rocking, I thought we was all about to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, did, you, did you think, like, dinosaurs was chasing you and stuff? or? I don't know what I thought. I think I was more concerned because I was trying to go to sleep, but I really thought that the ship was about to, to like, oh, like flip over, right? Flip over. So it was just like it. It was. It got bad quick. Oh, I, I don't remember. I I'm trying to think if I've ever heard somebody had a bad trip off of uh, edibles. Well, I was with somebody and they had um, it was like a weed cookie or something. Oh yeah. But they like because it takes like maybe thirty minutes for them to start working. Mm-hmm. And the person wasn't patient, so they ate like it might have been a brownie, but instead of eating like a little corner, because they tell you just to eat like a little corner uh-huh. instead of the corner, they ate like the whole thing. And maybe like forty five minutes later, they were in the car crying and oh, oh not almost yeah yeah. yeah <laughs> so. Shout out to my best friend who uh, did that. She uh, we went to Vegas and she got like a brownie, and she was like, I don't feel nothing, so she ate another piece. And I think I had left her. I, I was gone for about 10 hours. By the time I got back, she was still in the bed. She couldn't get up. Wow. She could not get up. She could barely open her eyes. I was just like, yo, you need not do that no more. Yeah, you have to Yeah, you have to know what you're doing to enjoy that kind of stuff. <laughs> Be the expert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I don't know. I feel like I didn't. Look, we didn't went off on a tangent about drugs. <laughs> so, you feel like you haven't learned anything from your wet season or your dry seasons? No, I, I, I don't try to learn from wet or dry seasons. I try to learn from books, um, from television shows. but HBO. Yep. <laughs> I don't try to learn from. I mean, maybe I've learned. I, I might learn, like, how to get out of the dry season. Um, But other than that, like, I just sometimes, you, you know, you six months in and you're disappointed to yourself. Like, dang, I can't get none. <laughs> Well, am I ugly? Yeah. Maybe I need, <laughs> let me go. Let me go on a diet. Maybe that's it. Oh, yeah. try Tinder. There's always some available there. Yeah, this is way before Tinder. Oh my bad. Yeah, this is before smartphones. So you just been in the wet season since then? Since that one dry season? Okay, I mean, juice. like when you have when you have a Sahara desert worth a dry season, <laughs> everything else is just you know a week or two or a month or something like that. Oh, it I don't count. You. Yeah. So. Yeah, that makes sense. I felt like a barren lady. <laughs> Couldn't have kids. Yeah. Tumbleweed. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. What is your definition of a good guy? <sighs> I heard this episode too. What, did you, what did you think about the episode? If somebody say they're a good guy, they ain't no good guy. I think it's a little bit of truth to there uh, to that. Like, why you got to tell somebody like, like. Jordan, I don't remember recall Jordan saying that he was a good player or he was the best. Like you just go and you do whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like he was cocky, but I don't think he ever had to use those specific words. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you do what you say you're gonna do, um, I mean it basically make you a good person. You do what you say you're gonna do. You treat others with like respect or whatever. Um, 
show empathy. Um, empathy is a big one. I mean, that's about it. That's you. You do them three things. You, you pretty much a good person. Do you feel as though um, you've ever labeled yourself good at some point in your life? Nah, because Stevie J be using that, and he ain't a good guy. <laughs> yeah. He did use that. Yeah. I'm, but I'm a good guy. Didn't like, Chucky use it too? Chucky the, the Chucky doll. Oh, see, nah, see, I don't get into that stuff, girl. You come on now, now mess, you messing with them spirits. Now. I be, I be with you when you be saying like you don't do scary movies, but I'm like, okay, I I do thrillers though. You don't do thrillers. Thrillers different, like what, um, Scream and stuff. Like Scream, Final Destination, um, like psychological thrillers, stuff like that. Yeah, because I can shoot them. Yeah, but I ain't do, like anything that's based on true events. I'm not, I'm not doing this. You mean like true thrillers? No, not um, oh, as you far mean, like, as spirit stuff. Yeah, like um, the little doll, Annabelle. Never, never yeah. saw it. Ne- I saw the first Conjuring. I said I'm good. Never saw that. I um, turned the commercial. Sinister. Yeah, I turned the commercial. You know what made me mad though? When they did the um, when the nun was coming out, it was like every other commercial. Yeah, and it, was it was scary. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah, I turned the commercial. <laughs> I don't know why. They have to play that commercial on Cartoon Network. Right. I'm trying to watch Family Guy and they <laughs> scaring the hell out of me. No, I don't like that. No. Even Nick at Night, I was just like, y'all got to playing be. on Nick at Night? So, so, like, I think I had put it on because they didn't do it on Disney Channel. But I think I had put it on because, like, you know, the nanny and stuff would be, uh, not mm-hmm. the nanny, but, um, like, the shows, the late night shows would be coming on. Mm-hmm. But George Lopez and stuff. George Lopez and stuff. And so I wake up in the middle of the night and it's just like. That little eerie ass hallway, uh-huh. and then her face just pop up. I said, "Y'all." Then that damn music don't do no, don't make it no, no, no better, man. That that music would be getting me. I just I don't trust nobody that can just sit there and watch like scary yeah. movies like back to back. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, something. <laughs> they got to do a study on that. Like something something missing yeah. in their brain, or maybe it's something extra in mine. I think I think part of it is like I have a very um, active imagination, mm-hmm. so I don't think that helps to. I don't think that helps at all when it comes to trying to sleep after you do watch something. Scary. Yeah, yeah. I watch. A, I can watch something kind of scary in the daytime. Yeah. Like, um, I looked up and watched um, episode three of Lovecraft Country. Was that the one with the, the house? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that one scared the shit out of me too. But it yeah. was so good though. It was good and scary. I yeah. think the one with the pickaninnies uh, scared me more. Them little. Th- I don't is- like nothing that contorts. <laughs> That ain't really scary. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's creepy. It wasn't. As, I, I don't know. It wasn't as creepy as, <clears throat> as that damn as that damn thing. Talking about get out of my house. <laughs> nope. But they got him in the end. Yeah, they did. But they had to call on the. They had to call on some more spirits. The spirits of slaves past. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Then they looked all messed up until they got yeah, it together. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. It was one on the edge of her bed at the beginning. Oh yeah. Yeah, with her face all chewed up. Oh, but the yeah. crazy thing about that is like. That doctor was based on a real person. I know. A lot of that stuff is. um, I was listening to another one of my uh, favorite podcasts, and they were talking about where the concept for Lovecraft Lovecraft Country came Mm -hmm. from, and it was based on the books. That Mm -hmm. was based on um, a man who was writing about um, black people as if we were the ones that were Mm -hmm. monsters. monsters. And Mm -hmm. so they just kind of flipped that, and then – to see how they're incorporating real life events in the mm-hmm. show is just mm-hmm. it's just that's that's why it's so good. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Have you had any like 
real life scary experiences with like any spirits or anything? Not. Nope. <laughs> nope. Like not even no ghosts. No. Nothing. Nah. Nah. If if um if I don't well okay. One time I went to Jamaica mm-hmm. and um I came back with some figurines or whatever somebody had carved up or whatever. And so I gave them to my mama. And so one it was either one night cuz I was still I was living with her. And one night I came home, or I was going no, I was going to work the next day. Mm-hmm. And the figurines were sitting by my car. And um Oh no. <laughs> I was I, I was like, "Uh mom, why them things outside?" She was like, "Yeah, I had to get them out the house." And she wouldn't tell me why or what, but oh, she was just so like, "So you still don't know to this day?" Nah, uh, uh-uh. uh. You like, won't know. know, yeah, because she know I, I'll be scared. <laughs> so she was like, um, she's like, "Yeah, you can burn them or whatever," but I yeah, they had to get out of here. So I don't know what it, what was up with them things, but that sounds like that. Um, was it tails in the hood when them little things? Oh, no dolls. Man. Yeah, yeah, that was a good part. I like that. Uh, that shit scared the hell. <laughs> I liked it when they came out the picture. Cause look, I was young when that came out. Yeah, oh shit! I, where you born when that came out? I don't know if I was born, but when I saw it, I you was young. Young, and so my my oldest sister, she's ten years older than me, so she thought it was hilarious to make me watch that shit. Yeah. Oh, to see you get scared and stuff. Yeah, she's that's a horrible. Shit. Who did that? You say to my you? oldest sister. How how much older? Ten years. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, that's horrible. You got see that? See, we was just talking about empathy. Yeah, she not had none. She she made up. Uh, I hope she listening too. She used to. She made up this um uh, this demon that's supposed to stay in the woods behind our house. So so to keep you from going to the woods. No, just to fuck with us. She called him Trefus Rufus. <laughs> And she used to act like he possessed her. So we so, so <laughs> I don't know where oh she got God. that got dang on name from, but oh she used to act like she got possessed by him. <laughs> and then and then when she used to babysit us, she used to chase us around like with knives and stuff. She she was wow. horrible Yo, to us. Where is it? Is does she live close to you or something? She does. Like she she's about forty five minutes away from here. Your sister is a horrible human being. She's not horrible. Did she vote for Trump? She didn't. Oh, okay. She better yeah, not have. Yeah. But nah, yeah. That Trick that's where I'm coming from. That's why that's partly why I don't mess with Is your sister Jordan Peel? That sounds like some uh, That do sound like some shit that he would do. Is that is evil. <laughs> Trevis Rufus. Trevis Rufus. I don't I'm gonna I'm gonna ask her where she got that dang old name from. How do you remember how old you were? <clears throat> like eight or nine or So she had to be like seventeen, so I was like seven. Were were you bad or something? No, I was a very quiet child. No, wow. that, not to say I was innocent, but I wasn't I wasn't bad. She just Your sister is <laughs> Trevis Rufus. It was me and my middle sister too, so she used to act like she was gonna kill my middle sister. Like <laughs> Wait, did she did y'all like tell your parents or whatever? Or? We never told my mom. <sighs> Cause she, you know what she used to do? She used to do something nice before they got back home. Oh, uh, so I mean, I have a, I had a great relationship. So with she her. was the sour patch kid. Be something, be sour. Yeah, and then be something she sweet. was, she was. Cause she used to rock me to sleep and everything. So it was just like she would be horrible. Want her to rocking us. you to sleep. <laughs> that was Trevor's Rufus. <laughs> Trevor's Rufus. I can't go get oh that name God. out of my damn head, boy. So I'm like really country, and like we used to have to like. Take the uh the grease and stuff and throw it out in the back. You ever? Had? Oh, like the grease you cook? Mm-hmm. Like the fish grease because you didn't want to use it no more on nothing. Oh well, I think that's what everybody's supposed to do though. You're not supposed to pour it down the sink. Yeah, well, I don't know what other people do with their grease. I, I don't know. People don't use grease like that no more. 
Yeah, everybody air frying. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, we had a clothesline. Yeah, we did have a clothesline yep. too. So like, whenever you had an empty pot, you had to go back in the back, and that's where that oh, woods that's where and Trevor stuff. Stayed at. That's where Trevor's Rufus was at. Were you scared to go? <clears throat> yeah, well, my mom like she would. She would wait all day, and then she'd be like, "Go empty that pot." Oh, and it'd be it'd dust, be dark. It'd be close to dark, and we sometimes the light didn't work back there. Oh, Man. would you go? Would you get like your other sister to go with you, like the middle sister? I th- sometimes I would try, but I think that more than anything, I didn't want her to be scared either. I'm very protective. You know, I'm uh, the youngest, so I'd just be like, "I'll run <laughs> and dump the pot and run, and run back." back. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you, Yolanda. <laughs> oh, say the name. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to you. Rufus, All right. Rufus, Rufus. Do you consider yourself a first gen? Hell no. In any aspect? Nope. Everything well, done been done in my family. So colleges, degrees? Nope. nope. Um, entrepreneurship? Nope. Um, <laughs> family life? <laughs> no. I mean, so nothing. Nothing. Well, Even being a creative, I feel like this is something new. Only reason I might be the first one is because it's like new. That's it. But like I got a cousin that played in the NBA. Okay, shout out to him. Uh another cousin that played in the WNBA. Shout out to her. Uh I had another cousin. He playing now. Um What day? <laughs> um, like a lot of my like military, my uncles in the military, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um uh So else? homeowners and all that good oh, stuff. Oh my god, yeah. Business owners. Um how did that feel growing up and like being in that environment? Did it motivate you? Did I, it, shit, I didn't know. So you, it was normal for you. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know. So like, you looked at your homeboys and stuff. You was like, dang, y'all ain't got that. Well, no, because like most of my homeboys like had moms and dads in the house, or whatever. So mm-hmm. they had homes and stuff like that. So, um, but like you know, what I'm saying we was like middle middle class or whatever. Yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't unheard of to like see somebody with like two parents in the home and stuff like that was normal for gotcha. us. Like, so, um, first generation. I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, it's okay if you're not. Everybody's not. I'm trying to think. Uh, I had a drug kingpin cousin. Okay, well, that's um, a first. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> he he he, tra- <laughs> he blazed that yeah, trail. He's trailblazer. I'm telling you now. <laughs> um, let me see. So I wouldn't be the first to go to jail. <laughs> Not even there. <laughs> Not even there. Yeah, just regular old me. So, how, I mean, do you f- what? What do you think? Looking at like other first gens, do you know any any other ones in your life? Um, I'm sure I do, but I know one. You know, <laughs> oh, Yusef. Mm-hmm. What did he say? He was the first gen of. Oh shit! Was it college? I don't think it was college. Was it college? I think it was. No, maybe it's my. I got to. Damn. Y'all, pl- please don't be mad at me. <laughs> my memory bad yeah, that right was now. that was that was a little while ago when I heard yeah. that. One. But like a lot of my aunts, uncles, educators. So, um, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's strong foundation. It's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, nothing wrong with that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to earn it. How do you feel when someone tells you you have to earn it? I feel Ooh. disrespected. <laughs> Why do you feel disrespected? When you say earn it, you mean what? Um, as far as like 
putting in an effort for a romantic interest. Oh, um, so a girl, you might be talking to her, but she be like, "Oh, you ain't got there yet. You gotta earn that, or you gotta earn me, or you know." If a guy says it, I mean, you know, goes both ways. So, how do you feel when people say that? I mean, I don't know how any other by any other person that's treated them or whatever. Um, but in the words of the great poet laureate uh, Jay Jenkins, aka Young Jeezy, he once said, and I quote. Uh, I'm the shit, and if I ain't, then let me think what I think. So that's how I approach everything. Well, that sounds like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you went hard on Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, earn it, earn it. No, you should earn me. What the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? But th- isn't that the concept all around? It's not, if, if somebody says earn it, that don't mean saying that they're not earning you. That means, oh, you just... Got to do a little bit more for this. That no, you for. no. no? <laughs> especially when they tell me they pass and the rest is not up to my standards. So, well, maybe that's why they're requiring you to earn it. I mean, it might be, but you should recognize off top that I'm not the same. I'm like Django. Oh Lord, you you that one? Yep. I'm like Django, <laughs> like when dude said Django ain't like any of the other niggas around here. That's that me. One. Yeah. Okay. Where, where your blue suit at? <laughs> It's actually in the closet. Yeah, I do have a blue suit. Is it the same color blue? You got the ruffle shirt too? No, nah, I don't got the ruffle shirt. It's, it's a little, nice, little lighter lighter hue. So you've never, have you even thought about that concept? Like, girl, you ain't did enough for me to do that yet. Like, I feel like we all do it on some level. I mean, we do. Um, but if, you, if you're doing something and you feel like you're working for it, then especially when it comes to like relationships and stuff like that. Like, like you feel like you got to work to get just a little bit. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What you laughing at? <laughs> that song. You just bust out in the song. Ain't that an old school song? Yeah. 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 A song that came out again before you were born. You know, I have old parents. I'm just picking at young people right now. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm half and half. I mean, I'm all for team earning because I do feel like we all do it on some some level. It's just the language around it that kind of trips people up. Yeah, maybe I am tripped up on the language. Yeah. I mean, because it sounds very aggressive. You're like, you got to earn that. You know, yeah. it's a way to say it. But like, no, nah, you haven't had access to that yet, you know. But, like, if if the the woman feels like she's feeling a guy mm-hmm. and if the guy feels like he's feeling a woman, like, it shouldn't feel like you have to earn nothing. Like, it should just flow, like, you know. Y'all do whatever. Yeah, but I think some people, even if you're, like, vibing and all that good stuff, like, for me, especially being an introvert, it takes me a minute to open up. So that don't mean I'm not vibing with you. It just means it takes a little bit of time. So what you might be asking me for in that moment, it could be coming. But I, I just need you to be continue to be consistent, you know? The only thing I feel like somebody would say that you need to earn it, it would be your uh, wet season. <laughs> What you mean? Like sex. Like that's the only time. Like, cause if I if if I wanted to take someone out on a de- out on a date or whatever, they wouldn't be like, oh, you need to earn it. Like, no. You only time people say that is when it comes to uh, sexual intimacy and stuff like that. Yep. <coughs> what, what else do you feel like someone would say you need to earn it? 
I mean, I feel like um, we do it whenever it comes to, like, even consistency, right? With stuff like texting, hanging out. It's just like, do you get to a point where you start expecting, you know, people to give you their time? Or do they still have to, you know, earn that aspect, too? I, I feel like I've heard conversations kind of center around that, too. Well, I think for dudes, it'll probably be like they will have to earn certain things as far as, like, Netflix and chill. Yeah. <laughs> types of dates and stuff like mm. that. But for women, it all goes back to sex. It all goes back. I don't know. You y'all let us know what you think. Um damn I had a question. God damn it. <laughs> I lost it that fast. Um It's not coming back. All right. Let me move on. Daddy issues. Do I think it's a thing? Do you think it's a thing? Uh yeah. In what way? Um, so like for dudes, like if you see a dude that he's overly like macho or he's like uh, try to be overly masculine or whatever, mm-hmm. then he didn't see that other side from his father. You know what I'm saying? It's like a false sense of what masculine is. I love that definition. Um, <laughs> That's what I've been trying to get people to like kind of articulate when I had that conversation. Yeah, like they didn't get affection and nothing like that. Like, mm-hmm. like my dad would tell me he loved me and all kind of stuff like that or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, I leave the house, give him a hug or whatever. But my dad is still bushing him out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't got calls from somebody who's like, yeah, B man, your daddy um knocked somebody out at the hut. I'm like, well, my daddy fit this Yeah, that was a club and where I'm from or whatever. It's but not like a hole in the wall. <laughs> it's not. It's like. Um, they got them in every city, like American Legion Post or whatever. Mm-hmm. But where I'm from, we call it the hut. But I think we had moonshine or something like that. For real? Yeah, I think that was the name of it. But moonshine. you know what I'm saying? So you, if you don't see both sides of it, um, as a as a as a man, or as a boy, you're gonna like overcompensate or whatever. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But for a woman, um. Sometimes it, it manifests in like being promiscuous and stuff like that. Um, I feel like it's true there. I mean, you're going on the search for that closeness mm-hmm. with um, the opposite sex that you kind of missed throughout, you know, your life. I feel like there's some truth there. There's probably some research there, too, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I loved what you said about like, because I think when we talk about daddy issues, it, it's automatically a woman thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the default. But. Everybody got daddy. (laughs) So how did that person show up in your life and how is that affecting you and your, you know, life currently? Mm -hmm. So you feel like you had healthy example? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And no, because I had two daddies, you know what I'm saying? I had my my daddy and then my mom and my dad got divorced. So then I had a step pop. So I saw, you know what I'm saying? I had two. Right. Example, so you know, my dad cheated a little bit, just a little teeny bit. He said a little saying? bit. <laughs> so I saw that, but then like my stepdaddy was there and all of that too. So, but my dad was provided and all kind of stuff. So I saw, you know, what I'm saying two examples. All right. So, and my dad wasn't like afraid to show me love or whatever. My stepdad either. So I saw good examples. So yeah, you um, saw the person, mm-hmm. the human, and I think that's. A big piece of what some people miss is like seeing the duality and the multifacetedness of mm-hmm. of who their parents are. Mm-hmm. And if you only get that hard, you know, rough interaction with your your father, then like you said, you're going to project that mm-hmm. in 
women a lot of times internalize that in their own way too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, you kind of can tell as a guy, you kind of can tell women who haven't like um, had good good relationships with their father. Well, what are the telltale signs? Um, like they're always in relationships. Like they go okay. from relationship to relationship. Like they're looking for that male. Um, I feel like women who get spoiled by their fathers kind of do that too. I mean, I guess that's still an issue, daddy issue. Yeah. Um. But yeah, true. Because a daddy issue don't have to be about one that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um. But. Uh. I uh. Try to. Be, Kind of trying to pinpoint that before you get into like relationships and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Stop policing yourself over there. <laughs> no, I don't want to say the. Well, I was thinking about something else. Um, that can be fly. a sign too. Well, I was thinking about. Um, I was getting some of my thoughts mixed up with like people that have been like sexually assaulted and stuff, like as a, a, at a young age. Oh yeah. And how that how that kind of shows up when they're adults too. Yeah. But. Okay. <laughs> it, l- let's go to uh, the topic that you hit me on <laughs> mm-hmm. for this episode to even be a thing. Friend zoned. Oh God! You want to uh, tell them what got you interested in that topic when you hit me in my DM about it? It was uh, what's my man named Rick? Yep, from was, the relationship talks with Rick and David. Yeah, he met he. he oh, I wish I had his uh, thoughts right in my head. He um, said it's a. Uh, it's a inescapable. Yes, yes. It's, <laughs> prison. It's, what's what's the thing called in one of them religions where you go purgatory? Purgatory. Yes, yeah, purgatory. Is it a Catholic? Yeah, one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, purgatory. Um, it's just it's hell. I feel like you you have a personal experience. Yeah. Where here. in the in the Bible it talks about hell and Gehenna? It wasn't talking about the burning place. It was talking about the friend zone. <laughs> Yes. Yep. <laughs> when you die, you go to the friend zone if you're a bad person. Yes. In a former life, I was a bad person because I've been in the friend zone. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that can go for men and women. Men can be in the friend zone. Women can be oh, in the friend yeah. zone, too. I tell people, I've been friend zone. I don't know. What is this thing where people just think that I friend zone people, which I don't think. What do you do. think got you put in the friend zone? Oh, uh, what do I think? Put me in the friend zone. Did you want to have relations with that person? After a while. Um, so y'all were like mutually friends and then you looked up and saw him. Uh, her. Okay, see. Saw that. <laughs> Why are you trying? Me? I'm not Amy. Why are you trying to be like this? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, it's 2020. I ain't know. even got the haircut. What you talking about? Yeah, you don't have the haircut. <laughs> you got, but you got the waist beads on. So, you What's know. Up? Uh, <laughs> A, a lot of my lesbian friends, they have waist beads. I'm well, sorry. Yeah, you know, waist beads and low haircuts. If you got, if you had a low haircut and you it. had on waist beads, it was it. You'd be a double lesbian. <laughs> um, no, I'm just joking. Yeah, he's. It's all jokes, y'all. Don't please. Yeah. But did you? But like, so y'all mutually friends, and then you looked up, and you was like, "Oh, this is a good guy, whatever." Or, um, I cared about the person before. We were good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, really good friends, probably best friends. Had a lot of experience with the person. And then we just being curious and stupid. Oh, y'all had relations. Had the sex. Yeah, we did. Mm. And um, after a while, when you already care about somebody, it's inevitable 
that yep. you're gonna just especially if 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 um y'all the opposite sex. Yeah, is when you're having the sex and you already cared about them as you know a friend or whatever, it's kind of playing with fire. And so I got burned. You caught feelings. <clears throat> I caught feelings. Oh. I did. And but uh, you but hold up though, you 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 not friends on. Cause y'all had sex. So your definition. So so you think that. No, no, no. I, no, no, I no, mean, no, no. I see. I see. I have a doctorate degree <laughs> in, in issues in of zoology, pl- 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 platonic <laughs> relationships, and friend zoned. I think. I think that even though you could have sex with somebody you really care about, like if they don't want to take that extra step to having something more serious, it's still a friend zone. Mm. Uh, if that's what you want to believe in your life. Well, so, so what do you think? If, well, it kind of like um, it's kind of like a Venn diagram between the friend zone and uh, platonic. Okay, I'm, I'm visualizing this because um, I don't believe in platonic either. So you don't believe that people of the opposite sex can be friends at all? Nope. Why not? Y'all can be friends, but if one of the people wants a sexual relationship or any type of relationship other than a friend relationship, y'all ain't platonic. But who says that? I mean, what if both people don't? It's never, it's never like that. I have a best friend right now, and it's, we've always been platonic. He's married. Yeah. Y'all playing with fire. We're not playing with fire. We've been friends for since I was like 12. You don't think he ever looked at you that way? No, and I think when whenever we had this friends on conversation, it was one of those things where we were so young, people were trying to pressure us to be together. Mm-hmm. And so we started kind of internalizing that, but... It was never supposed to be that. I think that is your friend a beard. A beard. Okay, don't worry about it. Wait, what? Is, what is that? Don't worry about it. I, I want you to find out what a beard is on your own, and when you find out, I'm sure you'll hit me back. Some of your listeners know what a beard is, but go ahead, continue. Did you? I feel like you mentioned this on one of your shows. I probably did. Hell is a beard. It's, it, it'll be more. It, it'll be more enjoyable for you to find out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, do I just Google beard? Like, how does? How do maybe I you find can, it? Maybe you can Google it on um, what's that website where they have uh, black slang and stuff? Urban Dictionary. Oh, ur- okay. Yeah, you might can find it on Urban Dictionary. I'm gonna look it up now, but I'm gonna yeah. keep the conversation going. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a such thing as platonic relationships. That's because you got a, a best friend that's married and he's a male. Yeah, but we've been friends for over 15 years. Mm. And it's it's really never came from us. It was coming from other people. It, friends i don't know (laughs) maybe y'all are the outliers i mean i feel like you do have exceptions um some people really do internalize thinking like if i connect with this person so well in a friendship then maybe Mm. i should explore you know being with this person on another level because they have other filled relationships with people i mean even though we have thumbs and we can talk on the phone (laughs) and we can uh Say words. We're still animals. So you just feel like it's all primal? Yep. And with that logic, you're going to be attracted to every female you come into contact no, with? No, no. See, there's a thing. <laughs> okay, so explain this to me. I'm not. One of the people, like the man don't have to be attracted to the person. Okay. The woman don't have to be attracted to it. Like one of the people, as long as one of the people are attracted to the person in that kind of manner, then it ain't platonic. You know what? I don't, I'm not sold on this, 
but I do have like my own personal example where I was being very innocent in a friendship and the other person I love you. I've been no, not you. not oh. to that extreme, but it, it it did progress to something else where it was just like I wasn't expecting it, but in that person's mind, it was looking at something different. So, so it progressed into uh, mind your business. <laughs> <sighs> you just making my points for me. Thank you, <laughs> beloved. Thank Look, that's you. why I was like, damn. Yeah, I, let me tell you. I, in my years of being on Earth, I've studied Earth. You know, especially in <laughs> in uh in my um in my dry season. I, I thought to, you said you didn't learn it from your dry season. You're right. You're right. But I had to study. I watched a lot of Oprah and Ayanna. Well, no, Ayanna wasn't out. So don't let me lie. I about to say, you, like, you watched a lot of Oprah during your dry season? I had to. Why? To try to learn women. I didn't learn nothing. <laughs> so you was going to learn from Oprah? Yeah, I was going to learn from Oprah because, oh, okay. you know, I felt like Oprah spoke to the women. And I, I actually, she was speaking to white women. Are you being serious with me right now? I was. I did. I, I watched. I used to watch Oprah every day. I used to love when she had the uh, favorite things. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It's us, what up? <laughs> yeah, Oprah was, yeah, Oprah used to give away stuff. It's cheese. She was giving. Them cars she yeah, gave away. Yeah, oh, look into your car seat. And them people went, fool, them keys in them cars. Still, I paid them taxes. Yep, yep. <laughs> she gave away Pontiacs, though. Oprah, you could have did better. They don't even make Pontiacs no more. Anyway, That's I'm sorry. Pontiacs. Yeah. Is that what she gave? Yeah, she gave Pontiac GTOs or uh, G6s or something I like, like GTOs. That. The old school ones, though. Nah, the new. It was. Whatever the, I think it's G six the uh, photo when she gave a whole bunch of Pontiacs away. Mm. Y'all Google that now, and y'all gonna see I'm right. They be like, "Dog, that dude, he own it." <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, all the over episodes. Yeah, I do, I do. She gave away these cashmere sweaters one time, man. Oh, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. So I'm on it. There was red too. I was like, man, them things look nice. You know, what I want to do though, like, cause this is that time of year. I kind of just want to like sit down. I, I know they probably have like a YouTube video with all her. Like favorite things back to back episodes. Yeah, I feel like that'd be dope. That would be. Put on some fuzzy socks. That's it. She probably gave them away too. I'm pretty sure she did. She was giving it. It wasn't just one thing she was doing. She was giving away like multiple mm-hmm. gifts. Mm-hmm. It'd be like a basket. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um. But as far as the friend zone. As far as the friend zone. No. Nope. The okay. There's some things where you could be friend zone, and it would be okay. Okay. All right. If the friend. Has or has had relations with one of your friends. So, like, okay. if a woman dealt with one of my homeboys, mm-hmm. we can be cool. Because, like, once somebody... Because she's off limits. But, like, once somebody deal with one of my homeboys or something like that, I look at them totally different. Meaning? I just look at them as a human. and not How a, do you look at them before? As a place... Well, you know what you did say, because this is this is tying back into what you said about sex, not being a therapist, about being a conquest a little mm-hmm. bit. So do you feel like you look at women as conquests normally? No, certain women. Meaning? It's, a le- it's like levels to women. I'm sorry. Like, what do you like? Mean? I feel like like for dudes, like if like if you look at it like. <sighs> All men aren't created equal. Okay. Sorry. So let's say like for a woman, right? All right. So you might have like a blue collar dude. Um, then you might have a dude like a, a, a corporate dude. All right. Then you may have like an entrepreneur. Okay. And then you might have like a celebrity or like a famous athlete or somebody like that. Okay. So like if you can get, if you're a woman, 
and you get a celebrity or athlete. Oh, so that puts her uh her mark her her value up. No, not her value, but for a woman like that's like the top of the food chain. Okay. For a woman. Like you get a dude that's an athlete or a celebrity or something. You know what I'm saying? Like if Chris Brown drove trucks. Oh, fuck Chris Brown. He <laughs> wouldn't you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I, I feel you. Um He don't have the same privileges at all. Yeah, not even privileges, it's like just not he's not the same status. Even if he could he could do that and make two hundred thousand dollars a year. It still wouldn't be the same as uh, dollars. That's still hollow. Yeah, still a lot. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, a lot of people would, but it still wouldn't be the same as like he was an entrepreneur doing it, or you know what I'm saying. That's how. Yeah, and that might be one of my personal hangups with like looking at people. So how does that saying? translate with like how you how you tier women? I, it's it's a, it's a whole lot of tiers and sub tiers. So you could like be have a college degree and all of that, but if you confused there there and there when you typing it out <laughs> that bring you down like i'm sorry sometimes i suck like at like proofreading my stuff especially Ooh. as a writer it's like you just be writing it and sometimes the autocorrect you know yeah you might want to proofread it. well yeah sometimes you read the right way you meant it and not what it's on the page yeah but i'm sorry i do be judging though oh you know it's, it's all judging. fair um so that kind of stuff I mean, of course, like looks put you certain places. Okay, what kind of looks? Like, I mean, just with anybody though, like a person, like what's the dude? Um, they the dude they call Felon Bay. Oh, Jeremy, Jeremy uh, Meeks. Meeks. Yep. Him looking a certain way. All the women in the world just. He need not that. Cuban be the fact that it was, um, that he was a. Criminal. In jail, yeah, he was a criminal. <laughs> they was like, "Oh, he's so." F-. They liked that dude so much until now. He like a model, and he got a billionaire girlfriend. Yeah, or baby mama or something. Did she have his kid? I'm and he left what, his and, wife. And he che- then he cheated on a billionaire girlfriend. I think. I, oh, I think I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So looking good gonna put you on a higher level than somebody who was um not as good looking. Well, that's a beauty of privileges. And that plays into mm-hmm. a lot of stuff too. I mean, it, it exists, and that's why you know you got to learn. You got to know how you internalize some of this stuff. Yep, yep. But I know exactly how I internalize <laughs> it, and uh, <laughs> I'm fine with it. You're you're perfectly fine yeah, with yep, it. I'm fine with it. It might be a hang up though, like mess me up with like um, opening up to certain people. But hey, it is what it is. So you feel like you don't open up to people you're not attracted to. Hmm. You just like I don't unless really we friend, talk to her. but see then I put them in the friend zone. Oh, so you friend zone people? Not yeah, it had, but see, I go no, well, what? I feel like I feel like people only deal with you if, if they like feel like they can get something out of you or they like attracted to you or something like that. So I feel like it's a, it's a form of general and natural attraction, even when you're friends. You have to be attracted to that person in some way, not physically. Oh, okay, all right. um, not not necessarily physically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's all it's a natural attraction. You have to have some commonality with that person, something that is pulling you yeah. in that direction. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Totally. So you friends on? Yeah, she, she looked like Rasputian. So. I hope she's not listening. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. No, I'm I don't got no horrible res- right now. I don't got no Rasputian looking friends. So Okay Yeah So there mm-hmm. Alright Current events How are you feeling right now How did you spend election night 
Uh, I watched a little bit of CNN, um, but then I went to sleep thinking I was going to wake up to there still being the 45th president. But it, when I woke up the next morning, I was like, oh, they ain't done. So, Yeah, I kind of knew it was going to take at least uh, a week or so for us to get all the results. Yeah, and I was it was something I had watched um, maybe a day or so before election night. And they were saying, it was like a clip, and they were saying, like, um, really, like, how we see the election now, like, they have the results that same night. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a new thing that's done for television. Right. So what they said was, like, back in the day before it was all of this technology and stuff like that, like, you would have to wait maybe. Like, you wouldn't know the results for maybe, like, two or three weeks because mm-hmm. they, they had to hand count everything. So um, I, wasn't, I wasn't anticipating it being, like, this year, but I don't know. It felt like they were just, like, setting you up. For you to know that that's probably what was gonna happen, right? Yeah. Um, you feel like forty five gonna <clears throat> gonna leave? Well, <laughs> one of my one of my uh, homies, um, Doc. Shout out to Doc. He sent me a video of uh, Van Jones, mm-hmm. and Van Jones was talking about how there's something in the Constitution where the results of the election and the electoral electoral college really doesn't decide. The election. Congress could still decide. Or not. The, is it the Supreme Court? <clears throat> I think it is the Supreme Court. court like, Which is why they try to get that justice in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, what he said was, and I'm paraphrasing badly, basically, like, when I think the last time it was, like, Al Gore and George Bush, mm-hmm. when when Al Gore really didn't have to concede because, um, you was know. Was that the some, one with Florida? Yeah. It was mm-hmm. some messed up stuff with the votes in Florida. He really didn't have to concede, but because he conceded early, they really didn't have to see it. But he was like, if George Bush, I mean, if Donald Trump doesn't concede um, and the Electoral College doesn't agree with the popular vote, mm-hmm. then it can go to, like like you said, Congress or the Supreme Court I think or something it is like the that. Supreme and, Court because and they get to choose. I think that's one of the big reasons why um, they were pushing for that latest that female justice like listen y'all i should know these names yeah i know the facts that's about it i know RB, <laughs> uh, what's the lady name ruth Bader Ginsburg. yeah that's and, and that was a big one because um we knew she was old but we was just hoping As that hell. she was gonna hold out to afterwards because like you said it's gonna be one of those things where if he doesn't concede um it's gonna have to be determined in the courts which and is I, the highest court and i hope somebody on their side don't pay van jones any attention because if they do, they're going to try to use that. Right. Because it's like, y'all, y'all know just as much as y'all giving us this information. <laughs> yeah, you're giving it. The, yeah. Yeah. So. Which I don't know. They probably already knew this the whole time, which is why they pushed for her to be in that seat. Where as before, when Obama was trying to appoint that, yeah, a that, Supreme Court justice, they were just like, no, the American people should be able to decide after mm-hmm. the election. And that's why Trump is now. Sorry, forty five is now um able to have two that he's appointed in the courts. Yeah, so horrible man. Yes, um Oh I don't know. Like did, how do you feel like that'll play out if uh if he's still our president for these next four years? <laughs> Why your face? Um It might be like it'll probably be worse for like marginalized people. People um, how would you feel? I would just be worried for like my parents. Mm. 
But other than that, I you know what I'm saying, I you know, I handle mine. Life is life. Yeah, I handle mine. I, you know, I stay I no lacking. Hashtag no lacking. Hashtag over here. Yeah. <laughs> is this pandemic working hard or is it hardly working? Is the pandemic hardly working hard mm-hmm. itself? Yeah. No, the pandemic is, is hardly working because the people in America Doing all the work for it. Yeah, they're doing all the work for it. <laughs> Have you been out anywhere? Been out. I've I've gone to um I went to two bars, but it was like social distancing and all kind of stuff like yeah. that. But then that was before they opened it places all the way up. Um I think I went to two restaurants. It was during like, you know, Gotta wear your mask and all kind of stuff. Oh yeah, when it was still capacity levels. Yeah, like. yeah. Um, but not no. Nah, I won't go now. Even though I have to deliver the restaurants now, but <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I won't go because people just won't wear the mask and just be in there. <clears throat> I went for the first time. I actually like sat down in one, and I ate fast because I was trying to celebrate with my best friend. Shout out to her, Spa Danny. Shout out to her. Contact her. I'll plug it. She do spa. Yeah, she's a massage therapist, oh. and I just got one yesterday. Let me tell you something. I need one right now. My shoulders is tense. This ain't. I'm serious. I can me. give you her information because I was sleep on that table. And she local. Mm-hmm. Right and, here in Florence. Oh yeah, I got to highlight. I got to highlight your friend. Yeah, West Evans. You can't beat those prices. She's amazing. Like oh shoot, let yeah. me see if she got to open it for later. <laughs> Damn, my shoulders tight. Now she, yeah, you just have to hit her up because I don't know her schedule right off the bat, right. but. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you her information. So you were out of the restaurant for her? Yeah, trying to celebrate her accomplishment. She got her business license and all that good stuff. And so, it was just like. So if you catch the wrong, are you going to blame it on her? Nah, I mean, we were social distance, but Shall the we? reason why it didn't, um, I wasn't too worked up about it is because I just had some intensive training and it was just like, it, it was what it was. We had, you know, people up there. You know, everybody had a mask on. We were trying to be as safe as possible, but how mm-hmm. safe can you really be with a whole bunch of people? So, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, you know. But I don't know. Like, things are going to have to go back to something, and I think people are at the point where they're not really taking the same precautions as they were when we first got into this pandemic. Mm-hmm. So how is this going to look before? Are you taking the vaccine? Would it come Take out? Take the vaccine? Yeah. I might. Um, yeah, I might. I ain't really got a choice, though. So. I mean, they had. I, I I was listening to one podcast and they had somebody. Um, well, they they said over forty five thousand people did the trial. Okay. And it it works at like a ninety percent rate or something like that. Okay. So, if that many people took it, and we don't got zombies walking around, then so. I mean, <laughs> Listen, if it start looking like Resident Evil out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was the move with Will Smith. I am Legend. It started looking oh. like that. Man. Yeah. And them things were smart. Yep, they was running. Yeah, yeah. And it was fast. That shit, dude, so that shit. <laughs> see, it's a different. See, the Walking Dead zombies is the kind of zombie apocalypse I live in. Right. I am legend. What's the one with Ving Rhames? And they was in a mall. Um. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. That one. They was fast zombies in that. And it was fast. Is they fast zombies in I Am Legend? See them the kind of zombies I don't want to deal them with. Them ones in I Am Legend, them things. I was like these people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just ain't people. Mm-hmm. They just look like. Ooh, I was about to say something bad. Look like what? <laughs> nope, I can't <laughs> say that. <laughs> now I'm curious. Nah, I'll tell you off mic. All right. 
You got anything for me? I got a couple more stuff, but I know, you know, time is wrapping up, so. Um, for you? For uh, me. How do you enjoy getting in people's business? <laughs> do you feel like I got in your business? Nah, nah, not nah, not nah, really. You um just scratch the surface. You got in the uh yourself's business though. What business I got into him? Well he with? told it. He he volunteered. He just kept going. He was like, uh, yeah, my mom did some of that. Oh, you talking about with the travel, uh, the first gen conversation? Yeah, and yeah, we do, yeah, we did two yeah. parts. Then he talked about him being uh, homeless and stuff. I was yeah, like, oh, he was homeless. <laughs> you ain't even <laughs> like I ain't even know. I'm, I got a homeless homeboy. It's a skill, like um, <laughs> <laughs> only winners over here. Um, you want some spare change? Oh, good. Oh, I'm damn. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm horrible, y'all. Y'all started off horrible. I got to end horrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, consistency, right? Uh. Oh, I, I'm a naturally curious person. Um, and I tell people all the time, like, for me, it's just a conversation. It's mm. a conversation I would have regardless. I think I said before we got on the mic, I'm not really a talkative person unless it's a conversation like this. Ah, uh, okay. So, for me, this is just, you know, if I, if the person feels like I'm getting in their business, it might be right. Don't nobody, <laughs> don't nobody got the balls to say it, though, especially when you're on the mic. Like, I'm not going to answer that question. Well, most people, um, they already kind of know because I already got in their business before. Mm. <laughs> and a lot, I think a lot of people want that. Like, they, they're not used to having, like, genuine conversations. Somebody is actually listening to what they have to say. Mm-hmm. So I think I use that to my advantage to get people to open up a lot uh, more. You don't use alcohol? You know, sometimes we take shots. Uh, if I feel like the person is nervous, I'm like, come on, take a shot. Um, uh, eat a little bit of this brownie. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like I don't want that episode to be out there. <laughs> oh, you, you had one of them? No. Oh, I'm, you wouldn't No, have. no, oh, I, oh, I'm oh, saying I if I did, I, I don't think I would want that episode to be out there. Turn into Scottish, seeing spaceships on Bankhead. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Start doing Roy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, how do you enjoy, like, talking about the stuff, the current events, and you getting people business, too? Um, I mean, it's... Like I've been doing it for so long until it's like second nature. Yeah. Um, but like you you know, like if you kinda like somebody that like watches sports or listen to sports all the time, mm-hmm. they kinda find they will finally get a chance to like have hear have people hear their takes on sports. Yeah. So it's kinda the same thing. Like I listen to like maybe twenty or thirty podcasts a week or something like that. Yeah. So A week. Um Yeah. How you keep up with Because I, I Cause with my job, like I work, sometimes I work 14, 16 hours days. Okay. So I listen to podcasts all day. I, um, I feel, I'm not at 20 or 40, but I, I'm at a good seven a week. Oh yeah. 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 Weekly. So I, I, um, kind of get, and all of them aren't about current events, but the, the ones that are about current events are the things that we talk about on my show. Yeah. Um, I get to tell my views on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I like that. It's kind of like you listen and you just like, oh, I got I kind of have a different perspective mm-hmm. that I can share or a different outlook I can bring to the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, be easy. This has been a great conversation. Yes, it was. Yeah. We actually did great. It was. Yeah. We didn't got relaxed in here sitting back mm-hmm. in the chair. Yep. You didn't got all in my business. I did not. You know what? If I do have you back, though, I'm going to make sure I'm going to tailor an episode just to be up in your business. Yeah. yeah. And I won't <laughs> mind. I'll tell it all, too. But go ahead and plug your stuff for us. 
Uh, you can find me on uh, the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. Um, we're everywhere you get your podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart. Um, I think Amazon. Uh, I think podcasts on Audible now. Uh, everywhere you get your podcast, DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. Um, try to do two episodes a week, uh, like Sunday and Wednesday. Um, but yeah, we not serious. Well, we are serious. But you know what I'm saying? We cut up on there a lot. And uh, you know what I'm saying? We ain't safe for work, so and we ain't safe for the kids. We throw a lot of P word and D word out there. Shout out to Amy. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the F word too. So, you know what I'm saying? You can find me on social media on our Twitter and Instagram at preacher underscore BP. Oh, y'all start doing Facebook too. Oh yeah, yeah. And we do Facebook Look at live that. too. Yeah. Um <laughs> DJ Blaze Radio Show on Facebook. We got a Facebook page, so like the page and we do live shows sometimes. So um yeah. But thank you for having me and oh, thank you for it. being here. And uh definitely a great show. I listen to it at least on Monday mornings or I try to save them up when I know it's gonna be a hard week and oh, I need a good laugh. Well, thank you. Yeah. But that's it for us. You can also follow the LBF on Instagram at let's build underscore futures. Uh, damn, I said that wrong. Let's underscore build underscore futures, y'all. Y'all know, y'all know where it's at by now. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram as well at k Antoinette underscore the blogger. You can also visit the Let's Build Futures website at letsbuildfutures.com. And that's it for me. I'll see y'all in two weeks. Bye.